the pins and the best pins coverage. WXDX FM Pittsburgh, an iHeart Radio station. The Steelers have a chance to take a big chunk out of their problem at inside linebacker. Lawrence Timmons is going to get cut by Miami. That's being reported by several reputable outlets. Timmons has only been gone for Pittsburgh a year. That's not too much wear and tear. That's He's 31. That's not ancient. Timmons knows the Steelers system, and you could probably give him a two-year deal for six or seven mil total. Timmons can play the either inside backer. I still maintain that less is more with Vince Williams, and I still maintain that inside backer for the Steelers is a three-man job. You need Vince, a vet like Timmons, and a first-round pick. At that point, you might be close to what you had before Shazier got hurt. I usually hate recycling, but this is an easy solution. But it ties into my misgivings about giving Bell a long-term deal. You don't get over the top through repetition of failure. If you try that, you usually go splat in very similar fashion. Sick Again brought to you by 84 Lumber, helping you build the right way since 1956. In other Steelers news, Jeremy Fowler of ESPN reports that offensive tackle Chris Hubbard is very likely to leave Pittsburgh via free agency. That's not surprising. Hubbard did a really good job last year because of injury and suspension. He made 10 starts. Hubbard can get bigger money and start somewhere else. In fact, if I were the Steelers... I'd consider strongly cutting somebody more expensive and keeping Hubbard to start a little bit cheaper. The Sporting News reports that the Steelers are entertaining trade offers for wide receiver Martavis Bryant. So perhaps they've had enough of his shenanigans. Also, Juju Smith-Schuster is spending the summer living in some $14 million mansion that's owned by an esports company. So, lots of luxury. And lots of video games. I think that's just great. I think Juju will come to camp, OTAs, minicamp, totally prepared and focused. Uh, a bunch of tweets, Craig Custance tweets, the Penguins landing Broussard a blow to the Winnipeg Jets. The Jets made a real push to acquire him. Would have been a nice fit there too. And Sportsnet points out, in the category of if you can't beat them, Broussard has played four straight playoff years against the Penguins, 14, 15, 16, and 17. He has 15 points in 24 career postseason games against Pittsburgh, nine goals and six assists. Now, in the interest of total accuracy, in 14 and 15, Broussard did beat the Penguins as a member of the New York Rangers. If you're just tuning in, Derek Broussard is now a Pittsburgh Penguin. Penguins send this year's first-round pick. Goalie prospect Philip Gustafson and defenseman Ian Cole to Ottawa. Uh, it's a great trade. The Penguins are even more of a matchup nightwear than they were. Kessel has a legit center. Sully can split Crosby, Malkin, and Kessel up on three different lines, and it really makes sense now. Uh, I want to point out, I can't stress this enough. Broussard's way better than Benino. If you liked Benino, you'll love Derek Broussard. And who knows? 
Haglund, Benino Kessel, HBK Part 2, print up the T-shirts. Although I think for the time being, Haglund will stay with Malkin and Hornquist. They got more wings than Big Shot Bob's now. Uh, I don't know what they do with Sherry. I don't know what they do with Reeves. I don't know what they do with Zach Aston Reese. I don't know what they do with Dominic Simone. Now, it's good to have depth for the playoffs because guys get hurt. But I think they probably will trade somebody. Mackey thinks they'll try to trade Reeves. I wouldn't be surprised if they try to trade Sherry. The wild card in all this is Zach Aston Reese. I would put Gensel on the Crosby line and put Reese on the Broussard line. But right now, Reese is on the fourth line, and Dominic Simone, who flat out stinks, is on the first line. I don't get that infatuation with Simon on Sid's line. He doesn't have a goal in 10 games. I don't get that one at all. If I were Dominic Simone, I'd play my ass off tonight in Carolina. Same goes for Sherry. Same goes for Aston Reese. I think Reeves is going to get scratched uh, because Hornquist is back in the lineup. 412-333-9939. I think it's hilarious, by the way, that Germany beat Canada in Olympic hockey in the semifinals. Uh, The final is going to be Germany against the Olympic athletes from Russia. I don't think Pyeongchang is a very fitting venue for that final. I think they should play in Stalingrad. They could freeze over the mud. Uh, How about the Olympic athletes from Russia? They're Russia, but not really Russia. But they are Russia, and they're going to win under a different flag because there's no way Germany's beating Pavel Dotsuk and Ilya Kovalchuk. But uh, I I think it's hilarious that Canada lost to Germany. And hey, what a coincidence. That defines schadenfreude, taking pleasure in the failures of others which is a German word and a German concept. There's only one language that has a word for schadenfreude, and it is Germany, schadenfreude. Jawohl. Oh, good. Let's go to John in Monroeville. John, you're on with Double M. Hey, uh, Mark, on the uh, trade, the, the Broussard, is he seen as um, kind of a rental till the summer, or is he, are they going to keep him? No, Broussard has or? another year remaining on his contract for next year, and, and that's the bad news, good, John, good. is that now it means there's no way to keep Hornquist. Mm. There's no way, but, you know, as much as I respect what Hornquist has done and hopefully will still do in this pursuit of a third straight cup, they got a lot of wings. Maybe that's why you hold on to Reese and Sherry and all those guys. Uh, Mackay said they might try to trade Kuhnhockel. With German aggression so high in hockey right now, I'm not sure that's a safe move for any of us. And uh, I love Kuhnhockel's fourth-line left wing, the four-check and the penalty kill. I would not get rid of him just to get rid of him, and I'm not sure how much he'd bring back in return. Uh, last night, the Capitals lost, the Devils lost, and the Flyers won. So Washington, Pittsburgh, Philadelphia, and New Jersey have each played 61 games. No more games in hand. The Caps have 75 points. The Penguins and Flyers each have 74. The Flyers beat Columbus last night 2-1. And the Flyers are hanging in there thanks to loser points. Pittsburgh has 35 wins and 26 losses. The Flyers have 32 wins and 29 losses. But the Flyers have six more loser points than the Penguins. 
The Flyers are so bad in the back. But they've allowed five less goals than Pittsburgh. I can't figure the Flyers out. I think they stink, but I do want them to stink. That might be why I think they stink, and maybe they don't stink. The Devils are four points back at 70 points. How about Claude Giroux has more points than any of the Penguins? Voracek has more points than Sid and Kessel. It's a world gone mad. Don't forget, I'm watching the Penguins game at the Bridgeville Volunteer Fire Department tonight and at Willie's Bar and Grill in Fredericktown, PA, tomorrow. I am the super genius. I am Mr. Money in the Bank. I can be only heard on 105.9 The X. And up next, we got the king of old school, John Steigerwald, who is not included in the trade to Ottawa. 105.9 The X. And now the super genius, Mark Madden. Yeah, hi, Mark. Hi. First day, I love your show. I just talked to David Lee Roth. He said, somebody get me a doctor. VX at 105.9. Joining me now in studio, he was not traded to Ottawa. He is a 40-year broadcasting veteran, author of two books. You can follow him on Twitter, at Steigerworld. It's the king of old school, John Steigerwald. Stag, how does Jim Rutherford, the <laughs> Penguins general manager, keep making the right deal Again and again. This Broussard deal, he gave up a lot less than I thought he'd have to. It's a brilliant trade. Um, he's a pretty good dealer. Um, I, I think when you look at it, they didn't give up. They gave up good quality. I mean, the kid's apparently going to be a pretty good goaltender. Well, well, no question. If they Cole's didn't ha- a good player. If they didn't have Jari and uh, Murray, uh, you, you wouldn't want to give up Gustafson, but they but they do. But they didn't give up much That's that's going to... Uh, that they're going to have to make up. I mean, they just well, right this second, handle it. Yeah. like they gave up one guy off their roster, and while a lot of people love Ian Cole, hey, me too. He's right. your number five defenseman. That's what I mean, Matt, Matt Hunwick is not as good as Ian Cole, but he's not so bad. You had to sweat that part of the trade. No, that's what I mean. They they're not going to they're not going to all of a sudden show up deficient somewhere else because of you know what noticeably deficient anywhere because of what they added and. You know, I think I think Cole is going to go somewhere else. Um, Ottawa is going to trade him before yes. the deadline. But here's what I, here's the thing, Mark. Am I remembering correctly that Ottawa came within a Chris Kunitz goal in whatever overtime it was? Second overtime last year, yeah, right? Yeah, I don't know what happened. Of going either. to the Stanley Cup final. I don't know what happened either. And and they have a fire sale like eight months later. Well, you know what happened, and Bob Nutting would be proud of this. This is the first week of their season ticket renewals for next year. And the renewals are coming in at a rate lower than ever before. So he's punishing his fans for not buying tickets? Not- well, I think he's just cutting payroll to, yeah. to, to cut, you know, to, to control his losses. And I'm don't get me wrong, I'm not praising, but but you know, hockey is a sport where you can rebuild through the draft relatively quickly. Right. If that's what he wants to do, I can't hate him for that because it's what we do here in Pittsburgh every so often. And there is a salary cap. So it's not like if he gets good players, he has to get rid of them because he can't afford to have star players. Um, I mean, he was good enough last year to take the Penguins to double overtime in Game 7. And by the way, that's what everybody should keep in mind, too. I always keep that in mind when everybody's talking about and, and I don't disagree with you saying that the Penguins are the team to beat right now, but they came within, you know, a, a, oh, puck, no. a puck could have bounced past uh, Murray last year in Game 7 it very easily. Did. Yeah, and, and, you know, we're talking about something completely different right now. No, no, no. I, I, I do think the Penguins are favorites again. Yeah, I do too. I, I really do. I think people people are nostalgic about Bonino, and why wouldn't you be? That HBK thing a couple right. of years ago 
really caught on, and he was a third-line center and an effective one on two consecutive Stanley Cup winners. Broussard's twice as good as Benino. Benino's a, a guy, a nice guy to have. Guy, he ended up fitting in well here and doing just being, I guess, being the right guy at the right time. But he's not on the same level as this guy. And, by the way, did you notice what Broussard has done the last five games? He has four goals, I think, and, and five assists or something that, like that's that. That's called auditioning. Yeah. I mean, so he... He's putting the and he has eighteen goals and he's always beat up the Penguins bad. Oh yeah, yeah. But but now you can do what what Sully wants to do, which is keep Crosby, Malkin, and Kessel on separate lines. Although as I've been saying all program and really even before the Broussard trade, they need to give uh, Sid better wings. Yeah, I mean guys like Simone, a minor league curtain jerker. You know Sherry hasn't played you know productively in in literally the best part Going of the last the last, year, yeah. last two years. Yeah. So I I got to get now that I have Broussard to play with Kessel. I want to put someone like Aston Reese, who's looked good so far, on the Broussard line and get Gensel back up there with Sid because that's Sid's preferred combination, Sid and Gensel. Yeah, and I think Gensel will he'll get dirty in front of the net and he'll 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 get he'll get the goals that you need from in that area and and Sid uh Sid doesn't have to do that as much. Now, uh by the way, Jason Mackey just pointing out the Penguins basically have to keep Ronnie in the lineup. Broussard's only killed penalties for a total of two minutes and ten seconds all year. Uh, wow. So you need to keep Ronnie in there for his penalty killing. Yeah. And I believe for his right-handed face-off capabilities because he's the only guy who provides that. One thing that should be noted, and, and, and praise be to Jim Rutherford, in any sport, trades are really difficult to make. I think people think that trades just fly out of a GM's rectum, but they're really hard to do. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and um, I heard Jason talking about how I think it was Jason who said uh, Mackey, I mean, who said how closed mouth Rutherford has been through all this and hard to get anything out of him uh, to get anybody to leak anything. And I think maybe that's why this trade is a surprise, even though his na- Bersard's name's been mentioned as possibly coming here for a couple of months. As you were saying, it's, it, you, you just it was hard to come up with a a package that the Penguins could either want, either want to give up or one that the, the Ottawa would take, and obviously Rutherford found it. By the way, I was just thinking of this coming in here with all this talk about Rutherford, and there's going to be more of it. He's the first Pittsburgh sports figure I ever interviewed, but he was a goalie for the Penguins at the time. That's well, how I saw long Jim was. play quite often for the Penguins. Yeah, Like I said earlier, uh, Jim will make trades that expose previous moves as maybe not being so good. For example, he's, he's compiled now so much depth up front that Ryan Reeves, who he gave up, you know, yeah. a modicum of, of of assets for, now is surplus to requirements. And in fact, he may be traded uh, before Monday, is what Mackey thinks. But uh, like I said earlier, Jim played goal for the Penguins in the early 70s. That will rob you of any trace of... Uh, that, that, that will give you humility, I think, is the <laughs> yeah, way to... He, he was there for some tough times, yeah. Now, uh, the Penguins didn't give away as much of their future as I thought they would have to to make this trade. No. That, that, that's, that's what makes it so good. How long do you reckon the Penguins' window is open? Uh, how long do you reckon Sidney Crosby's going to be Sidney Crosby and Malkin is going to be Malkin? I am sure they'll be this good, this good, for at least two more years. I think so, And too. I think probably longer, but I could say for sure two more years. I think Crosby and Malkin are both such ridiculously talented that uh, at 33 and 34, whatever they lose is still going to keep them in the top 10% of the league. And no question. But can they be in the top 10% of the league's production? Oh, Which yeah. is what you need for yeah. what they're making. I think so, yeah. We're I talking, we're talking, now you've got to have people to play with them, too. 
Well, they, I think they have that. Yeah, they got yeah. a lot of young wings. I mean, Aston I mean. Reese, Gensel, and so yeah. forth. John Steigerwald brought to you by Matt Mertz Plumbing, Kant on a name uh, you could trust. The odd thing, well, two odd things that I want to point out. First, about the Broussard trade. It's good you got Broussard, but you know his contract carries through next year at a five million dollar cap hit, right? Which means you can't keep Patrick Hornquist. Right. Right. That guarantees that. I mean, that seems to be. Uh, but I don't much think they would have been able to anyway. Do you? No. Once a guy's this close to free agency, which Hornquist is at year's end, you got to get there. Don't you owe that to yourself? Oh yeah, and and he's looking at his one big hit, and he's only got one left to get get the big contract. But Ashton Reese is is um uh. Is him and I don't know if he's ever going to be as good as Hornquist and productive. Aston Reese, but... Aston Reese, I would say has twenty cent percent percent better hands mm-hmm. and twenty percent less pure physicality. Yeah, yeah, I, I think that's a good. Yeah, he's he plays the same style of game. Some things he does better, some things not as well. But he's gonna. He looks like a guy who's going to belong in the National Hockey League for a while. Yeah, but, but I'm not sure about right now. I mean, right no, now he's on no the place. fourth line. You've got to find a place just, for him, yeah. They have so many wings now, more than Big Shot Bobs. It's just, a, the other thing. just it, an odd situation. You have to keep in mind. A Mark. good situation. I mean, when you have too much talent, that's never bad. No, it's never bad. Here's why. I was just going to say, uh, here's another, something else everybody has to keep in mind. How many games they have left? 24, 25, 26? Uh, 21 regular season games. Okay, 21. That's still a, fourth, half the, a quarter of the season. Give or take. Yeah, uh, there's, you know, that's a long, that's a lot of hockey to be played. Yes. And people could get hurt. And, and they know, will. Yeah, uh, people will get hurt. And so. Austin Matthews went down last night for Toronto. Right. He's They're out for sure weeks. not how long he's out, but it's going to be weeks. Yeah, that's what I mean. So that can happen at any, could happen in the first period of the game tonight. It could happen next week. So, uh, and it could happen to any team. It could happen to, it could happen to Tampa Bay too. So, but, but it's, there's 20 games to go. And nothing is set in stone as far as what the lineup's going to look like on the first day of the playoffs uh, because of health. And, 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 you know, last year they had to go into the playoffs without Latang. And, um, you know, that's a pretty big, big guy to lose. And so that, that could happen. There could be somebody of that magnitude could go out between now and then. Now, now uh, before we let you go, uh, you wrote a column for Pittsburgh Sports Now about the Aliquippa High School yeah. football situation. In a nutshell, what's your take on what happened to the coach? Mike Zemanik, an all-time great Whipple football coach, uh, but somehow got fired by Aliquippa after being in the Whipple final each of the last 10 years. Uh, I said that I thought, well, my first line in my column was maybe they should have fired a boatload of teachers because they're ranked tenth, the 10th worst high school in the state of Pennsylvania. And um, and for that, for that, what's his name? Ezra Rowe? Uh, right, that, the Reverend Ezra Rowe. Yeah, yeah for low, him. Low, low. Low, I'm sorry. Low. For him to say... To make mention that there's guys on the corner and that's, that somehow that's the football coach's fault when he is now on the board, school board of a school system where kids, uh, have a, a 30% of the kids have a high school reading proficiency and 16% are able to do high school math. Uh, maybe it ain't the football coach who they should be worried about putting people on the corner. That's, that was my take. Well, to me, I've, I've said, uh, and I'm writing a column about this for the trip for Sunday. Aliquip is a black community that wants represented by a black football coach. Right. That, that's very clear to me. And that, not, then maybe that's is there okay. Any, is there anything I, wrong with that? No, I don't think so. I don't. I mean, I, I, I don't think if if you remember when Pitt hired a coach a few years ago, uh, that it was after uh, Wanstat. Uh, anyway. Yeah, and and uh, they had a lot of problems with some of the black players who had been getting into trouble, and they thought they didn't have discipline, and the the what the the the. The idea that they sold for bringing this guy in was that he was a good coach, and he was black, and he was a disciplinarian, and that it was somebody these kids could relate to. So 
you know, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm not black, as I've heard you say. I'm not black, and I don't live in that neighborhood. Yeah, but, yeah, but, but here's my point. If, if a black community wants a black coach, I'm not black. It's not my community. I can't fault it, per se. No. But I also know that if a black man had coached at Fox Chapel or North Allegheny, and had the record Mike Zemanicat with all those championships, and then got fired after 21 years with that record. He, well, and for, with those championships, first thing, he, he wouldn't get fired. Let's because, just say he did. Yeah. Right. Okay. Jesse Jackson and Al Sharpton would have had a picket line oh, outside yeah. the high school the very next day. No question. But here's so the thing. So there is a disconnect there between the situations. You can, you can have one uh, ethnic group want to be represented. The other ethnic group, quite frankly, can't. That's right. And even if they did, even if they had had the guts... Uh, the people on the scoreboard to give a legitimate reason other than the idiotic comments that uh, Lowe made. Um, uh, that A guy who's been there 54 years and done what that guy did, won almost 90% of his games, he deserved at least an explanation as to why he wasn't coming well, no, back. No, yeah, I mean, come on. Everybody deserved an explanation. Yeah, yeah. The media, the community, everybody. Right. Except for Ezra Lowe, who Google his name, Staggy, and check out his family on on Google. Seriously, he's a it's a he's a career scumbag. Well, that's nice. He's just but he's on the school board, and I'm he's sure, also a reverend. Yeah, I'm sure he'll get those uh, reading and math scores up. I believe that's his plan. Yeah, that's John Staggerwald. I'm Mark Madden. He's brought to you by Matt Martz Plumbing. Kind of a name you can trust. 105.90 X. The super genius, Mark Madden. It's a rare chance for you to have a brush with greatness. Make the most of it. Hey, Mark, big fan, big fan. Say, here's another great name from the past. The X at 105.9. Like cold, hard facts. Here's a few cold, hard facts about the acquisition of center Derek Broussard by the Penguins from Ottawa. Fact. He's the best third-line center in the league. Fact. He'd be a second-line center on just about every other team. A first-line center on a few. Fact. He's a legitimate center for Kessel. Fact. The Penguins are Stanley Cup favorites once again. Here's a bad fact to add on. By getting Broussard, who signed through next year at $5 million, they can't possibly keep Patrick Hornquist. Patrick Hornquist is in the home stretch of his last season as a Penguin. That doesn't mean you shouldn't have done the deal. I'm glad they did it because they gave up far less for Broussard than I thought they would have to. And I don't think they would have signed Hornquist anyway. I think he is too close to free agency to uh, sign now. And he certainly won't sign with the Penguins after he gets to free agency. But Derek Broussard makes the Penguins Stanley Cup favorites, and that is the fact that counts the most. Coors Light Cold Heart Facts brought to you by Coors Light. Stop by the North Park Clubhouse in Gibsonia and enjoy Coors Light drafts every Friday. Hey, that's tonight for just $3 and a quarter and enjoy their famous giant fish sandwich during Lent. We want your thoughts on the Derek Broussard trade if you're just tuning in. Penguins get Broussard, and they send goaltending prospect Philip Gustafson, this year's first-round draft pick, and defenseman Ian Cole back the other way. Ian Cole apparently is going to get flipped to another team by Ottawa as we speak. While we wait for your calls to come in to talk about Broussard and about the Penguins because somebody in Pittsburgh says something about getting fired up 
Uh, I want to break this news. Drake is going to get a big shoe deal with Adidas. Why does a shoe company want to do a big money deal with a rapper? Uh, Taco Bell is now the fourth biggest restaurant chain, uh, trailing only uh, McDonald's at one, Subway at two, and Starbucks at three. Burger King was number four, but Taco Bell has gone past. Uh, I would argue that Starbucks isn't a restaurant chain, but but whatever. Taco Bell's big edges, unlike burger joints, the food at Taco Bell is cheaper than most of the nicer, quote-unquote, Mexican restaurants, but it's basically exactly the same. Mexican food is Mexican food, the same anywhere. The nicer places don't necessarily upgrade. Chipotle is better than Taco Bell, for example. So is El Campesino, but only by a little and considerably more expensive. I'm I'm not saying this uh, jokingly. I'm surprised Subway's still number two after the Jared thing. I thought that publicity had really set them back. I know a lot of Subways in Pittsburgh have closed down. Uh, Never mind getting Broussard. How about the Pirates getting Dickerson from Tampa? But to clarify, it's not like what Milwaukee did when the Brewers got Kane and Yelich. The Pirates still have lower payroll than last year. Getting Dickerson is a good move, but money is still by far Bob Nutting's only priority. The Pirates got Dickerson to avoid embarrassment and to answer criticism that was coming in fast and heavy from their own players. Freese and Harrison. The Penguins got Broussard to try and win a Stanley Cup. Pirates are still, at best, the fourth-best team in their division. Let's go to Allen downtown. Allen, you're on with Double M. Hey, just a quick question. And you said you're a fan of Jens Levine on Crosby's line, so you might have a slight bias to this. I do think Broussard was a great trade, and he's obviously an incredible player. But he is slightly expensive. So my question to you is, why do you think the Penguins have never tried Gensel as a third-line center since he played center? They actually tried Gensel as a third. Okay, now's a good time to be quiet and be corrected. They used Gensel as third-line center for the best part of two or three weeks earlier this season due to injury. He scored uh, 50 goals last year between Wilkes, and the Penguins and the NHL playoffs in his first pro season playing wing. Why would you move that guy back to center? Because their wingers are so in depth. Okay, I'm going to say it again, real slow. Okay, you talk. Okay, you need to goodbye. You need to shut up. You were here, I'd slap the taste right out of your mouth. You talk about depth at wing. You don't accommodate the depth at wing by moving the 50 goal wing to center. Okay, you switch around the guys who didn't score 50 goals in their first full pro season. Capiche? I know that some of you think you know hockey. You don't. I know some of you think you have good ideas. They're not. Let's go to Brian. Brian, you're on the Mark Madden Show. Last summer, GMJR uh, got... Ryan Reeves to protect Crosby and Malkin. Okay. Do you, do you think that he, I know you said that Reeves might be on the trading block. Do you think that 
it would be wise for Rutherford to hold on to Reeves for the playoffs? No. Well, I mean, would it be wise to hold on to him? I don't think it makes a difference whether or not they hold on to him. I think they want to shed some cap. I think they want to get maybe a depth defenseman or even a, a another depth forward. But but the bottom line is Carter Rowney is going to be the fourth-line right wing in the playoffs to keep the penalty kill and the face-off, right-handed face-off option in the lineup. So there literally is no place for Reeves to play. The right wings are... Ronnie on the fourth line, Kessel with Broussard, Hornquist with either Sid or Gino, and somebody not named Ryan Reeves with Sid or Gino. Thank you for the call. Let's go to Mark in Missouri. Mark, you're on with Double M. Good afternoon, Mr. Madden. Good afternoon. I just want to say I'm really excited about them getting Broussard finally and, but this leaves me with one question. Obviously, he's going to probably play third-line center. Where does yeah, that good leave uh, Raleigh Shahan? Fourth-line center. I would have okay. thought that was fairly obvious. All right. Well, thank you very much, sir. I appreciate it. Yep. Great call. Very insightful. At least what I said was. And even then, really kind of Captain Obvious stuff. You, you knew, like, it, the caller before, they said, well, Derek Broussard's probably going to be the third-line center. No, actually, definitely. And, in fact, was specifically acquired to be the third-line center. Let's go to Grant. Grant, you're on with Double M. Yes, Mr. Madden. I'm curious as to if you think we could have paid less to get Grabner and been a better fit with the emergence of Riley Sheehan coming on. Uh, uh, when you say emergence, season. what exactly do you mean? Do you think Riley Sheehan has emerged to the point where he is in any way comparable to Derek Broussard? Certainly not a Derek Broussard, but certainly someone, uh, you know, you don't give up a first-round pick. You, you necessarily don't have to I said that Grabner was a better target than Broussard. I didn't say he was a better player than Broussard, or would be a better fit than Broussard. I would love to have seen them get Grabner, but I said that Grabner was a better target because I frankly expected Ottawa to want a lot more from Pittsburgh than they got for Derek Broussard. I I keep saying over and over again, I thought it would be Sprong, Sherry in the first round. It turned out to be Gustafson, Cole in the first round. I thought Ottawa wouldn't pick up any cap. They not only took Cole's contract, they kept 18% of Broussard's. Much less than I thought Pittsburgh would have to give up. Let's go to Matt in Murraysville. Matt, you're on the Mark Madden Show. Hey, Mark, what do you think about them since they gave up Ian Cole, maybe trying to target somebody like Luke Shen, who is available from Phoenix? Eh, what's his cap hit? Uh, it's under $2 million, I think. You sure about that? I thought so when I looked it up the other day. Maybe I'm wrong. I'm looking it up as we speak. Luke Shen, his cap hit is, yeah, it's $1.25 million. Uh, Yeah, I, I mean, I, I I don't know. I mean, is he better than Matt Hunwick? Uh, he's younger, and I think he's still signed for a longer time, so maybe he yep, would be better. Uh, actually, he's not signed past this year. Oh, okay. So it'd be, nah, you know what? Maybe, but you know, I, I'm not going to lay awake at night thinking about them getting Luke Shen like I did daydreamed about them getting Derek Broussard. Up next, we talked to Bob McLaughlin. If you're just tuning in, Derek Broussard is a penguin. 105.90X. 
now the super genius, Mark Madden. Super genius, big fan. That happens when the show's as popular as this one. Yeah, double M, man. He'd love the show. He just wants to dance. PX at 105.9. I pointed out earlier that uh, trading for Derek Broussard uh, pretty much guarantees the Penguins won't even try to re-sign Patrick Hornquist uh, this coming offseason. I think their chances were minimal even before getting Broussard because once you're this close to free agency, a guy like Hornquist who is going to get big money and term on the open market would be foolish to bypass that. Perversely, maybe this does the Penguins a favor because at 31 and the way Hornquist plays, there's a very good chance his best productivity is behind him. So this takes temptation out of the hands of Jim Rutherford and gives the Penguins a PR excuse for letting Hornquist walk at season's end. I'm joined now by Bob McLaughlin. Bob brought you by 84 Lumber. Uh, Bob, your first reaction to the Broussard trade. Tremendous. Just absolutely surprised, shocked that he pulled it off the way he did, and happy. I mean, what a great addition. If it wasn't going to be Grabner, uh, Broussard was always the better player, but just a little bit about uh, you know outside of their price list, although he wasn't. And here he is. So just unbelievable deal by GMJR. Uh, do you think Gensel stays with Broussard, or would you put him on Crosby's line? I always feel like Gensel played on the third line to give Kessel more help. But now that Broussard's giving Kessel that help, I say reunite Sid with his preferred winger, and that's Jake Gensel. Gensel, Sid, Rust. Uh, fast, dangerous, skilled, um, you don't have, so I, I don't understand the Simone thing up there either. Uh, I know that you questioned it earlier in the, in the, I mean, I think Sherry Sid and Rust would, would be a better choice than having Simone on that first line. I agree with you. It's funny because Sherry, you know, if he is a piece that's dealt Mark, boy, he's a piece that can go up and down that left line. You know, I think you can slot him in anywhere. He plays with Sid. Well, you know, he could, well, you don't want to mess up Haglin, uh, with Malkin and Hornquist either, but, uh, whether you're going to put Aston Reese on the third left wing or Sherry on the third left wing, uh, you know, for right now, I think that's a wash. I'd rather have Zach Aston Reese in there right now just because of size and because he's the hot hand right now. Well, I would have Aston Reese on the Broussard Kessel line and Gensel on the Sid line. And that leaves Sherry, I guess, in the press box. Uh, Ryan Reeves is going to wind up in the press box. My fourth line would be Kuhn Hockle, Rowney, and uh, Shane in the middle. Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. And does this mean that, you know, Reeves rotates all the way back to St. Louis or, you know, because maybe there's another deal that's working here that we don't know. I think there's going to be at least another minor deal made by Jim, maybe to get defensive depth, which begs the question, how do you feel about Hunwick uh, replacing Cole in the Penguins bottom pair? Uh, skating alongside Alexiak. To get Broussard, I'm fine with it. I wouldn't have wanted to get rid of Cole. I was a big Cole fan. I liked the way he played, and I liked him with that team. Um, but if you get Broussard out of it, and it, one more move fixes that problem. Well, I'm, I'm a Cole fan, too. Mm -hmm. And I'm sorry to see him go, but you know he's small potatoes in the bigger picture of this deal. But while Hunwick is worse than Cole, Hunwick's not that much worse than Cole. We're not talking about a one-legged man and Doug Harvey here. We're talking about <laughs> Matt Hunwick and Ian Cole. And while Cole is better, you know, Hunwick's not a bad player. He's just a guy who went through a bad patch uh, prior to be being replaced by Cole in the lineup. And better skater. I mean, much better skater, I think. You know, and with Alexiak, he's, you know, proven to be absolutely trustworthy back there. He takes up a lot of area. Uh, yeah, I don't think it's too much of a downfall if you get rid of Cole and put Hunwick in there. 
We want to know what you think of the uh, Derek Broussard deal. 412-333-WXDX. Uh, Bob, your thoughts about uh, giving up Gustafson? Uh, I I think that most teams would shudder to give that kind of goaltending prospect up. But with Murray being 23 and Jari being 22, I think the Penguins are one of the very few teams that could look at a prospect like Gustafson and say, we don't really need him. Well, isn't it funny? We talked about that the other day where I And I, I think said- Ottawa knew that they don't have any chances to get a goaltending prospect like that. Right. I think for, for Ottawa, Gustafson is the key chip. Maybe even more so than the first round draft pick. I agree with you there. It's funny, you know, the other day we were talking about, you know, would any teams want to go after any of the Penguins' young goalies, including Gustafson? And I can't remember where I saw it or how many times I saw it, but it was always uh, Gustafson. He was kind of untouchable. Hey, they weren't going to look to deal with him. Oh, Bob, I said that a couple weeks ago. <laughs> exactly. I, I said the more Jim talks about not wanting to deal Gustafson. <laughs> I think he's trying to make him forbidden fruit for the other GMs, and, and it worked. And it absolutely worked. He put it out there. You know, they bid on it, and he ended up getting his guy with what you said, with not losing too much. And plus, you're safe with goaltender right now. They didn't have to keep him, but he made it look like they needed to, and that's what they came after. Well, you don't need Gustafson right now. No. Period. I mean, Jim gave up a marginal piece off his roster, and that was it, for a guy who comes in and makes him the best Forward group, which they might have been already, and certainly the best center group by far now in the NHL. Well, it's funny. We sit here and we say, oh, there's no way he can keep Hornquist next year, and you don't need to the way Zach Aston Reese is playing, and they're the same player and everything. I am not going to count Jim GMJR out from doing that. Yeah, but that. if anything can beat Jim, it's math. <laughs> I, I just think the cap now is impossible to keep Hornquist. And again, I repeat, maybe that does the Penguins a favor. I think Hornquist at 31, given his style, is probably peaking yeah. productivity-wise and maybe even past that. Case in point, look at all the power forwards from back in the day, and I know it's a long time ago, but Cam Neely, Kevin Stevens, John LeClaire, Keith Kachuk, that type of forward, they were good, they were good, they were good, until one day they just weren't good. Lindros. Yeah, they just their productivity just ceased yeah. overnight. And I just think it's because the wear and tear of playing that style adds up. Maybe not as much today because it's not quite as physical a game, not as dirty a game. Then again, the headshots, I I just think this does the Penguins a favor very abstractly. And the other end of that is the other favor that might be done to the Penguins is that somebody's going to come along and just, as you've talked about the last week or two, somebody's going to offer Patrick Hornquist a ton of money and more years than he should get, and the Penguins just can't match up with that, especially in the state they're in right now. And again, with Zach Aston Reese, they may not need to. And I'm not saying that... Aston Reese is comparable to what Hornquist does right now, but he probably projects to be, don't you think? Well, as I said earlier, I think I think Aston Reese's hands are 20% better than Hornquist. I think his raw physicality is 20% less than Hornquist. And that's so not, that's not to say that's not to say Horny has hands of stone right. or that Aston Reese is a shrinking violet, but I just think that's the Slight difference between the two. And on Similar Twitter, Mark, styles, that's exactly what you emphasis. said. On Twitter, that's exactly what you said when people hear that and go to retweet it. Mark said he's got hands of stone and the other one can't move at all. I don't give a rat's ass <laughs> about none of that. Do you think this will start dominoes going, Bob, that uh, Tampa Bay, maybe Toronto, the other, Washington? Nashville? The, well, no, no, but that's in the West. That's different. No, but, but I mean, they're going to have to do something because clearly the Penguins are the favorite now. And some of the teams that are up there also with them, 
They're going to have to take a look at If I at were that. Washington, that, if I were a team in the East that figured to play the Penguins in the playoffs, I would for sure do something. Do you think the Flyers do anything now that they're at where they're at? Especially with all the injuries that they have right now and Simmons being out three weeks. Bob, maybe? I hate to talk about the Flyers because I can't believe they have as many points as they do. I think their defense is terrible. I think their goaltending is horrible. But they have 74 points, same as the Penguins. Same amount of games played. That just doesn't lie. Although it does a little because they have a ton of loser points. And a ton of injuries right now. Well, that's good. That's great. Well, even if it didn't hurt their chances, I just like <laughs> it when Flyers get injured. Shame to see Austin Matthews go down last night. Uh, shoulder injury, it looks like. Then again, screw him, too. That's Bob McLaughlin, 105.90X.